This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me and my only friends, which includes the guy I'm never gonna throw to again, Landon Tice. Damn, I thought he was gonna go What was poppin', Tortua? <laughs> What's going on, Tony? Pop dude! What you getting into? Oh man, I'm I'm you know I'm a happy tortoise right now, you know. Oh, like, you know what? Never fine. Fuck you. What's another up, Monday. <laughs> <laughs> another Monday, another Steelers victory. Oh my god! And we're just one one more victory closer to uh, Slapsgiving. I'm down. Slapsgiving. Yo, <laughs> nice ring to it. Yo, whoever made this fucking Twitter ca- account oh, worse for Gores so has it's me so dying. Good. It's funny. I uh, think you thought he was rooting for me to slap you. No, 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 no. He's no, rooting no. for Conrad. Oh, I know he's rooting for me. Oh, why'd you say you hate him? Because it's fucking hilarious. Oh. Like, what made you just come up with this and then put it together? I, it was great. It was a great I, I just love that there's somebody willing to wallow in your misery with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good name up top, too. Yep. It's so good. <laughs> so, uh, he's awaiting the updated odds from his loyal leader, Conrad. Now that the Steelers are 6-3... and three, a mere really? three wins away from uh, securing How many the games face left? slap. There are eight, what, eight, eight games left, and they play the down bad Pats, the down bad Colts. And uh, oh, I like the Colts. I like the Colts. Yeah, okay, the buddy. down bad Bengals. Okay, buddy. Okay. They also play the down bad Bengals twice. And down bad Browns next week. <laughs> Browns won. Browns? Fuck they, Browns good. they won? Yeah, yeah they, they won. came back. I saw, you know, that's insane. Yeah, they The came Bengals back also came back and then found yeah. a way to lose. Yep. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Think about it. Fuck the Texans it. tried to give it away, and then they. Uh, Texans are like, that kid is really good. CJ's great. CJ's the playoff contenders really now. Fucking yeah. good. He's an MVP contender. Yeah, he's doing really well. Like he might just win it. Oh, it's fucking cue the meme. Who? Who? who, who I don't know, man. We're only halfway through the season. Yeah, I understand that, but like at little. this moment, who would you say is leading the MVP race? I don't know. I don't know. Pick it. Anyone on the Dolphins? Are you kidding me? Tyreek? Yeah, Tyreek. 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 Tua. Tua is out. Mm. He's a goner. He's gone. Out of the MVP race after yeah. last week. How about Jalen Hurts? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's up there. Well, that's... Did they only give one away or one for each? I conference? think only one. Only one. I think yeah. it's only yeah, one. Jaylen yeah, Jalen Hurts is probably... But, I think Lamar was like one of the leaders um, oh yeah, coming into yesterday, but after they lost to the Browns. Uh, about T.J. Watt. Ooh, I would, Watt honestly, would I'd good. give it to him. Yeah, he's, he's God, awesome. I really got to get him to watch this fucking podcast. <clears throat> he would immediately put himself on injury reserve for the rest of the year. I wouldn't have to worry about the Steelers winning another game, and I get to slap the shit out of Burke. He's played 96 games, and he has 88 sacks. He's a fucking animal. By the way, he had four <laughs> tackles yesterday, like before halftime. Yeah. Yeah. He picked <laughs> before solo yeah. Yeah. Was, I know. Were they solo tackles? Week. Yes, yeah. there were four solo tackles yeah. before halftime. I was like, "Damn, you picked the wrong week, bro." I'm tired. We'll get to that later. So, what are the updated odds for your uh, your noosemen out there? We were at my man. We were at minus three fifty before. Now we're gonna get the shit slapped out of us. <laughs> now we're looking at like minus four twenty five, minus four thirty. 
Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like minus four thirty. Okay, well, look, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, Luther King. Yeah, you're you're a dog. <laughs> I love it. We must accept <laughs> finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. <laughs> I remain infinitely hopefully. Yeah. I remain infinitely hopefully. Is that right? It, it's uh, not. It's he, supposed to be hopeful, right? He writes the way you read. Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm actually starting to think that this is your fucking alt. <laughs> to see the day, Berkey gets the shit slapped out of him. That's Martin Luther says. King. I can't see. <laughs> yeah, I can't see. Paraphrasing. Basically, what I can't see. It's paraphrasing. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of not How wrong for tournaments either, right? Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when he when I saw it, it was signed uh. Martin Luther King. I don't know where I was. But I fucking lost it. <laughs> Actually, as a matter of fact, all week and I have just been places laughing out loud, and everybody has to think I'm a fucking psychopath. No, they're used to it. All right, cool. <laughs> I have been laughing at my phone for like at least 72 hours straight. Live, laugh, love. You're, you're honestly maybe not as big of a dog as it might appear. No, I'm minus four. You're my, I'm minus 430. Yeah, that's a I, lot. I'm, I'm like a, plus four, 370. I would bet your side, I think. I would not bet my side. Well, here's the thing. They, they're they very probable. If they win the games they're supposed to win, they're very probable to beat the Patriots and the Colts. You're and that's not going to do this thing where you, like, to wins. you try to like go on the other side right before the podcast. You're like, huh, it's a guarantee. And now you're like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe well, they're not. Just, they're just winning the games they're supposed to. But here's the thing. They're, oh, I forgot about the down bad Cardinals. They weren't mm. supposed to win a goddamn Cardinals game they aren't won. aren't as down bad anymore with Kyler back. They wow. won this week. Who'd they yeah. play? Uh, they played um, some other team. Yeah. Cool. Precisely. <laughs> they played uh, some other team. At least the Dolphins didn't get to lose this week. Nope. They got to regroup by week. We, we managed to, and when I say we, I mean only landon and i in this room but uh we they made beat the falcons yeah, yeah. not bad yeah. Falcons decent nah they're not they just benched they're their quarterback team. They, yeah. they have four wins oh my, my they, apologies didn't mean to slight any of the falcon fans out there in the down bad nfc they south mm-hmm. dirty south yeah. why um we made it through why did you do that by we i mean landon myself and a bunch of others uh in the survivor we still have one. Yes, Let's we did. Go. I'm in there. Oh, you are in there. That's right. There. Do not forget about me. We faded the Bengals. Oh, which that was nice. Almost forty percent of the pool had, so they're mm-hmm. gone. That was that was that was great on our end because we were going back and forth. But where we wanted the Bengals, the Cowboys. It was a good find by Andy to yeah. see that we could see the remaining mm-hmm. percentages. Yeah, uh, Shout really, out to Andy. really helped help clear things up. So we went Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Now this week coming up, uh, I think we have pretty clear decision with. Who do we have this week? I can. Mm. I can't remember. It's someone yeah. than Detroit for Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving game's next week, right? Uh, yes. Andy's Andy's week, next week. It's a week from Thursday. It's Andy's next week. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're letting him make the picks. Right. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. I mean, we we actually might have some real sweats here. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. There you see it. Thirty-seven percent eliminated. Look at the Steelers Seven, coming in. Seventy. Seventy more are going to get eliminated tonight because the Bears play the Bills. Almost ten percent. No, they don't. The Bears aren't the playing. Bears? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. The I'm an idiot. The, the, whatchamacallit? The, the Panthers. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm sorry. The Bills play the uh, Broncos. The Bills Broncos. play the Broncos tonight. Yeah. Oh, the Ra- Ravens, Ravens lost, lost too. yeah. It's another 3%. That's Get them cool. out. Get them out. Get them gone. So, yeah, we should be down to like 500 or so. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. We're couple. Getting... <laughs> how many How many started? 10,000? <laughs> um, Ish. I think. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Is it a 10 million prize pool? 
That sounds about so. right. Yeah, eight maybe, eight million prize. Yeah, maybe eight yeah. million. It's like eight thousand ish. What baffles my mind is every single week there's a handful of no picks. Like people forget to put their Bro, pick. In. You have to lock to it in by. Imagine if you're doing this by yourself. It's easy to forget. No, it's not. You just set an alarm on your phone like an hour before the. Uh, you're lucky that you have a group around you. Mm -hmm. We're always like Saturday morning. Burke, is it locked? Burke, is it locked? Oh, you think you it's an it? accident that I sold a piece to you idiots? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so true. our week 10 pick is going to be the Bengals. Um, this is week 10 Cowboys path saves Bengals, a better team than Jags with a less clear week to choose. Oh, mm -hmm. I guess we're not choosing Bengals. I don't see the next week yet. Yeah, maybe, I'll have to keep reading. maybe we didn't we'll keep, have it. We'll keep clear, everyone posted out, but, on who we pick. Yeah. But I know for sure we have Thanksgiving. The big reason why it worked out this week that everybody got eliminated with the Bengals is because only like 45% of the remaining picks still had the Lions, mm -hmm. which meant that they all had to save the Cowboys for Thanksgiving. Right. Which meant that they couldn't take the huge 16.5-point favorite Cowboys over the right, Giants yesterday. Yeah. They were forced to go Bengals route. Yeah. All I know is Very we, unlucky we, for we, them. we must have did something right along the way. Like we, we're, The way we're mapping it out, we're, we've we've... Which yeah, is, we didn't take Detroit right early. We knew, right. we knew we needed those Thanksgiving right. games. Yeah, what you're exactly. saying is that Andy is a navigator. He, he is. He is, he's a, a soothsayer. Mm. He's, he's a fortune telling wow. into the future. I feel mm. like if he was that, he would uh, help us win more money than just yeah, the survivor true. pool. That's true. Man, it'd be nice to win, though. I could use extra $1.5 million. Is that... Actually, get, I think I have 60%, so even a little bit more. Mm. I have 5%. What would that get me? Oh, 5% of $3 million? Mm. Nice, hundred fifty thousand. Hundred fifty k. Let's go. It's basically the same as me. I can one point five. I can move up to two five if I win that. Honestly, <laughs> not if you have guapo roll. If you have guapo roll, you'll be a one two still. Wow. Uh, It'd be pretty sick though if we won this, like while having our picks like on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it would be dope. Yeah, it would be real dope. Let's live in that universe. Let's live in that universe. Uh, before you move up to two five, you and Guapo have been splashing around a little bit in the in the one three streets. I believe one two one two. Oh, don't, oh get, my get out, don't get carried away. Don't here. get it twisted. Guapo doesn't quite have a thousand buy-ins yet for one three. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> oh man. So uh, you guys, you guys were colluding a little at the Jewel of the South. We were not colluding, but we were sitting next to each other. And uh, Guapo, I think Playing you found yourself. Footies in a situation didn't you yeah i certainly did it sounds like so we found ourselves at the jewel um <laughs> ah, the jewel the i think soft. the biggest takeaway from this is not so much the specific hand but uh everything that led up to it yeah because it's not always about just how did i play this hand but you know there's a lot of other things going on at the table right um, yeah, so I know for sure what was going on was we were at the tightest table in all of North America, mm. um, and we decided to just stick around, you know, stay there, see if we can loosen it up a little bit. Now, Guapo, is Brian seat five with $168, or is he seat seven with 889 Come on now, that's the tortoise, baby. That's okay, so I, he's seat five. No, I'm seat seven. <laughs> oh, yeah. tortua. The, yep. the, the tortoise don't play. Okay. Right. Um, so now I see why you stuck around. Guapo, to... You want to you want to give the uh, the lead up before this hand, just kind of sure. how you were so, playing, what you were doing, what you were so trying we're at to the do. Duel. Brian and I are sitting next to each other. I'm enjoying Brian's company. We're playing, <laughs> and it's pretty noticeable that within like maybe an hour or two, that no one is playing any hands, and I mean like no one. Like it's single raise pots, c bet, take it down. After about two hours of this, I decide that I'm just going to start v pipping, almost. Like 
I feel like it was after about 15 minutes of this. <laughs> but, uh, the point is, I just start auto making it $10. I'm playing like 70, 80% of hands. And I'm just auto seabedding $10. And I'm just picking up these small pots, picking up small pots, picking up small pots. Thinking that Red line, some, baby. Yeah. Thinking that at some point, I'm going to start getting three bet or people are going to start raising my, just my auto seabed that I just keep making. And no one is adjusting. And then we get to this hand. Uh, so as per usual, I just make it 10 bucks. All right, playing the deck here with Ace-10 suited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just happened to have a, a, a good <laughs> hand here. Right. And uh, <laughs> old man coffee. Sure. Playing with 120 bucks, decides mm -hmm. to uh, call out of the small blind. And we get this flop. How are we in the muck? Seems pretty, uh, <laughs> yeah, seems pretty reasonable, right? Okay. He checks. Got $120, guys. Okay. Yep. I think it was surprise, a rainbow surprise. board, but doesn't matter. I bet $10. Now I expect to just rake in the pot. I'm already extending my hands to, you know, bring this bad boy in. I don't know if they really want that with Ace-10. I think I want to call. <laughs> go on. And our friend says, fuck you. I'm going to put in half my stack. Okay. And I decide to uh, fold. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what is the matter with That's you? That's what I said. Are you brain busto? <laughs> Wait, so, wait, 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 wait. The best part is we're like, show the bluff, show the bluff. Well, he didn't like, want to show, show it at first. Show the bluff. He didn't want to show it at first. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. like, come on, come on. And he just windmills the king six in his face. <laughs> <laughs> so as Landon's over here, like, it's fine. It's fine. What? So, can we all so, relax for when a we were playing like he would just like hit play and I'm sitting next to him and it just showed me his hand yeah. so I'm watching this all play out knowing sure. exactly what he has and my head just exploded and my brains were all over the table <laughs> it was an easy but cleanup don't not, worry not to pile on too much on on Guapo because you know he's putting himself out there but go ahead Guapo what were you thinking um he so had it I got the, the funny thing is I finally got what I wanted right like, I wanted people to play back at me. I wanted to start playing some pots. The unfortunate thing was, is that I hadn't seen this gentleman make any plays that were, like, super out of line. He bluffed twice, by the way, before this yeah, game. Yeah, and, and I, so I wasn't aware of this. Brian picked up on this. I, I was Once was against you. Uh, <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think he bluffed. He might not have bluffed, but I know that he just... You bet he raised a uh, similar kind of like that, and you jammed in his face with top pair. Right. And, and he folded. So he, I assume he was probably bluffing. And he did bluff someone else, but you, you might have missed that hand, right? So what made my decision a little bit easier for me was that he only had 70 behind. And I didn't see a world where he's going to put in half his stack to just fold. So Why? I erred on the side of caution and decided to not play a $140 pot against somebody who I hadn't seen bluff much. $360, $260. Or yeah, thank you. Two sixty. <laughs> we folding Ace King here too. No, I mean, I, I, when I had this conversation with Brian, no, I'm not folding Ace King. I'm not folding Ace Queen. The fuck is the difference? <laughs> Wait, so you're folding Ace Jack? Yes. The fuck Maybe. is the difference? Maybe. Maybe. If you, have I didn't think he'd put in half his stack and fold. Good. If you have Ace you have of Diamonds, top pair. If you have Ace of Diamonds, do you call? Uh. Like a backdoor? What the fuck is the difference? I'm just, I'm just seeing, man. I We're seeing where the line I'm is. I'm trying to figure out where the line is. Relax. We know you call. I, I just, I don't understand. If your thinking was, I'm going to 
massage this table to eventually throw shit against the wall. And then a man reaches down the backside of his pants. That he did. That he did. Pulls out a fat turd and slaps you across the face with it. It's not. Whatever would make you think that the next adjustment should be to tighten up. Well, uh, metaphorically speaking, I, I like your analogy. Uh, <laughs> I just thought he had it. Look, I'll just be uh, real honest. Like, no, I just, yeah, obviously, I just, you I thought just he had it. I just it. didn't see a world where this guy's going right. to play in half his stack. But and why, just why do you care? Like, let him just have it. I mean, words from Efro is this is worse than when Guapo took a shit, took a pick, and didn't flush it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Fuck you, Efro. <laughs> I just. I, like is it is it a sense of pride or like some innate desire to just like be right that that drives the I thought he had it so I'll no, fold it, mentality? No, it's I, I'm look I'm just being honest with you. No, like, I understand. I didn't, I'm I didn't asking you a question. I haven't seen this guy bluff. He didn't have much behind. Like I didn't want to play a huge pot when I had only invested twenty dollars. Like I just thought the guy had it, well, and I and I was wrong. But you already started to play a huge pot when you five x pre and then c bet half pot. And just so you know, 5X Pre sounds crazy, but that's just the standard open. No, but my point is, is it doesn't matter. Like, it, it doesn't matter if it's standard. It doesn't matter if you have a tight range or a wide range or whatever the case may be. Like, if you're 100 blinds effective or in this case less, when you already commit to putting in five big blinds before the flop and then another five after, you've already dedicated yourself to playing a big pot. Mm-hmm. This is why, this is kind of like, I, I, I was trying to explain to Guapa, I was like, I was like, I don't know why you're just auto, like, like half potting every single board and you were saying well they were just folding they're just folding they're just folding i'm like yeah but they'll just fold for six dollars or if they don't they'll call and then you just win more money on the turn so like that that was like uh, my my frustration a little bit too well that's like, where you end up getting right. backed into a scenario where uh you you redline until they attempt to like push you off of it or whatever or basically display that they have a better hand mm-hmm. but at that point you've crossed the point of no return right right like when he check raises the 50 dollars, the reason why you feel in an awkward spot where like he can't ever have worse and uh it feels like it's a torch putting any more money in is because the the amount of money that has already entered this pot is so significant that no one should have any fold equity left and we're we're like over committed uh and it's like yeah i don't know i mean like this is just like how you make money you know just guys overvaluing their hands and doing stupid shit uh if you had like you know i I don't know i wouldn't even fold nine i would just like yellow it in like this is this is the biggest thing that i think like people with low and mid stakes struggle with is understanding that when you have enough equity that's worthy of realizing it doesn't matter if you're beaten Right, like I think people get into this fixed mindset of uh, I just knew I was beat, so I folded, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, but you had you had like forty percent equity. Uh, there, there's a great example um, from uh, the game of gold that we'll get into when we go through the review, where uh, twice uh, is her name Nikita. Yeah, Nikita. Twice Nikita got put into a situation where she faced like some aggression in front of her and she had ace queen suited and then ace queen off. Mm -hmm. So the ace queen suited, she three bet folded and then the ace queen off, it went raise jam for nine blinds and she just turbo mucked in a four handed sit and go. And in both scenarios, like she's just conditioned to believe that that action means that ace queen is no good. But like in the ace queen suited situation, she put herself in a spot where she only needed 27% equity to call off. Mm -hmm. So as long as she doesn't get shown exactly aces, she's always making a profitable call, sure. right? 
and there's some ICM considerations, but it, not in that scenario because you just you have so much. Regardless, to the point that, that, that I'm trying to yeah, make, right. uh, it doesn't matter if you are beaten mm -hmm. if you're getting beyond the 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 right uh, price to continue with the amount of equity that you mm -hmm. have. And the the way that I'm trying to relay this to the small stakes is that nobody's radar of I just knew I was beat is anywhere near as accurate as they believe it to be. Yeah. So like a hand like top pair, the, the likely equity that you have facing a check raise there is always going to be greater than 50. Uh, it's not like he just has two pair plus exclusively through a check raise off of 80 blinds or whatever. Okay. Especially whenever... You know, you're playing in a game where the reason you're doing what you're doing is because people can be manipulated at those stakes. Okay, so that's the takeaway. That's not so much specifically this hand. I think the big takeaway here for me was, and again, I don't know if this was just this table, but after literally hours of just playing every single hand I could possibly think of, no one changed. No one started yeah. three betting. No one started bluffing. Like they were content with just sitting there and just waiting for the hand and just saying okay i'm gonna stick it to this guy when i finally get it like like no one adjusted well so they I may don't know if the, i don't know if the big takeaway here is they just may not have had the opportunity to right so like right. they play so loose passively pre that they're calling trying to make pairs and they probably just kept missing pairs mm -hmm. and so they didn't have anything that they could so, check so, raise with but so, this guy finally made bottom pair right and, and like I, guapo i think i think like what you were like you're like um not your strategy, but like the concept of what you wanted to do was, was good. You wanted to loosen the table up. You wanted to play a bunch of pots, get people to start splashing around. I just think the execution was was off a little bit. Like, um, like I know, like well, like obviously you kind of got what you wanted, and then and then you didn't follow through yeah. and 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 win the hand, um, or, or or you know continue to play the hand. And then there were like there was other spots where you know you were like auto. C betting $10, like half pot, right? And you're just like, they're just folding. I'm just winning every hand. I'm winning every hand. This is like, why would I do anything different? And I was like, well, you should do different things. And I, and I think I didn't, when we were talking about it afterwards, I didn't articulate it well enough. But after I was thinking about it, what I think the problem is, is that when you just half pot, like you're going to win a bunch of hands, right? And you're like, that's good. That's good. I'm like, no, that's not good because you're not making them indifferent at all, right? You're not giving them tough decisions with their really bad hands. So like if you bet, you know, when you get a very dry board and now you bet a quarter pot, now they have tough, they have, they're still going to auto fold their absolute nothing, but their certain hands are going to, other hands are going to be indifferent or have tough decisions. And that's the goal of poker is to put people into tough decisions, not just win the pot. Let me ask you a question. When you're playing one two and you bet half pot on flop, ten and twenty, do you think it has any difference between six and the twenty? No. Like zero. Well, as in to other players. No. I, I don't think they call wide, wider. I think it's the same amount. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't. Yeah. So I mean, a little bit. A little. This is, I mean, this there's is probably the a few. Yeah, a little the portion of the well. range that's going to call quarter over their call half. They're still going to overfold. They're gonna, the problem is they're going to overfold half. Or overfold uh, to a quarter, uh, the same amount that they'll overfold half. What, or maybe, what, maybe what you guys should more. the game you guys should actually play is how small can I bet till they start wilding out? Right. You guys should actually just like start playing around with betting one big blind. Yeah. On all flops. Yeah, I did that once. He, he too. actually <laughs> did do that a couple of times. 
Um, yeah, but like, and then I just bombed turn and then just, it just got through. Yeah. That's the point. Right. Right. Because now you're forcing them to be uncomfortable. And though you're kind of forcing them into a corrective, uh, into like corrective behavior, they're going to make more mistakes on the turn. Yeah. Eventually right. like they're going to get sick of folding the turn and then mm-hmm. they're going to start check raising the flop yeah. more. They're going to, you know, do some other stupid shit. And the whole point is like, if you're prepared theoretically, then, uh, you're the one putting them into a position to play a guessing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and, and neither Guapo or I won in that. That uh, that stack you see of me was kind of made up. I, neither one of us <laughs> neither one of us won in this game. Um, there was no way I could get to 800 chips in this game. It was, like, literally impossible. So, it was like, cool somebody off a couple of times. But that's what happened. We ended up playing cool poker. We, we both got cooled off in a couple hands, and then you just lose, and it's like... It, it's like if you're just like c betting and taking down the flop a bunch like a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah, I think it's, it's I think it's just a big error to open five x. I think yeah. it's a big error to bet I, half pot. I, I think it is too. I, I've been I kind of been saying that. I I've been since I've been talking to you since we've been doing in the in the muck segment. I've changed. Well, I I don't. I used to, I was opening to ten. Now I op- I opened to eight, which maybe is even yeah, it's still either four x or five x. Right. No one is. I opening. would open two and a half x. Like why are you so afraid of? I don't understand. You're gonna you're gonna go like six ways. Then go six ways. Why? Yeah, because yeah. you're not making Wait, money like this. Wait right, a minute. Right. That. That's whoa, what. That. Whoa, whoa. No. Uh, Berkey's listen, right. Hold on a second. Because I've seen sample sizes now of hundreds of hours of somebody who is always opening four x and five x, and they are absolutely destroying these games. Like for, they're destroying the game. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe the games are better. Like if you're in a, a loose splashy game exactly. where you're opening five exactly. x and going exactly. three ways. Exactly. I know who you're talking about and and. Uh, I was also thinking about this as well. Um, what he does is he plays at night in really in much much better games. He doesn't like if he's playing in that game, that game we were playing in. You should two and a half. You should just two and a half. And but when you're in a, a, a deeper, much deeper game and a, a much splashier game, then yeah, I think opening to five x is much better. And that's probably why he's doing. better. I mean, he's obviously doing better because he's playing better games. Why are we playing this game in the first place? Right. That, no. Yeah. The, I yeah. mean, yes, we should have I left a long time ago. We were just kind of having fun and just hanging out and like whatever. Like we should have just both moved to a better table. But if we wanted to like play with each yeah, other, but like you should right. be able to, you should still be able to redline a table Correct. like this to death. Correct. Yeah. The whole point is like, uh, depending on how loose or tight a table is, all it does is is front load or back load the the point mm-hmm. at which you redline. Mm-hmm. So if a table is like really loose and splashy, you you push that point way forward, right? You're trying to get the SPR low and you're trying to play more all-in pots on flop and turn. When the table is really tight and passive, then you're trying to push that to the river. Mm-hmm. So you do a lot of small betting flops, ter- pre-flop, flop, turns. Yes. Okay, you know, yeah. you, want to, you want to escalate. You want to be able to play a lot more theoretically sound where you're two and a half Xing pre knowing that you're never getting three bet and you don't care if it goes multi-way. And then you're going to play like, you know, if anything, you should get sharper at like bomb pot strategy strategy you'll figure out when you can stab out of position when you can stab from in the middle when you can stab in position things like that and you're doing it all for very small sizes like b10 mm-hmm. becomes really real so yeah. in the macro when i'm playing in these games if i'm if i'm at a really tight table it's better to not front load it's better to just try to get to the turn it's a nightmare to front load because they're too tight yeah that that's that was that was what i was trying to say the other night and i i i was like i wish berkey was here because he would articulate it better and he'd be able to explain it better but uh that's that's pretty much exactly what i was i was trying to get at okay like i i would go i would go to the most uncomfortable extremes uh open men see what happens who gives a shit right like what's the worst that's going to happen that a lot of the bad hands that they've been folding they call with Mm-hmm. who cares yeah like you're getting a lot of players 
to put in money and and bad and like when they when it just goes like five six ways of the flop you know that that, that game is that the players are not strong because any very very strong game you go in it you never see it go five six ways so you just know you're playing in a game with weak opponents and they're going to be forced to play after the flop where you should have an advantage and that's yeah you're, you're just going to make money that way yeah i mean the thing is is that they are all going to be very poor at estimating the equity of their hands and pricing them appropriately so when you go multi-ways uh it's very easy for you to just determine and range your opposition right like so you'll figure out pretty quickly through stabs through double barrels and things of that nature where you can start charging where you can start uh realizing through small bets you're just in complete and utter control in these scenarios and like uh i don't know i mean i i see this a lot in the bomb pots that i play they're nine-handed to the flop um with a bunch of people who are terrible multi-way players but are accustomed to going multi-way because they're just playing bingo and it's the easiest fucking game on earth for me like i win so many bomb pots uncontested on the turn after betting five percent pot on the flop bet five percent flop uh, pot on the flop nobody has the guts to trap because boards are scary and anyone could have anything all in capped ranges right they're all in capped ranges so when they call we see a turn and then they're completely capped like they could never have a nutted hand on the flop so now if the turn doesn't improve anything that was a natural draw they're fucked and they never ever hold on second pair or worse they just never call twice with second pair and that's how one two and one three play Right? They'll just never mm -hmm. call twice with second pair, not realizing that the equity of second pair is like 45%, 50%, maybe more, depending on the texture. All right. So yeah, I mean, I think you need to challenge yourself, especially you're so massively overrolled. Like you're not playing one three to pay rent. Yeah. Like it's a good opportunity to kind of get your feet wet in the live environment, just... challenge yourself. Yeah. And you're not going to, you're not going to, they're not going to put you in tough spots. Like yeah, that very was very that was very evident. Yeah. Right. So so it's like you're already a better player than them after the flop. Why not force them into playing multiple streets post flop? I think the big mindset shift is understanding that your goal is to make profitable decisions, not to win pots. Right. That's right. That's what I was saying too. Yes. Make profitable. Say that again. Your your goal is to make profitable decisions, not to win all the pots. If you win all the pots and then get cooled off, it doesn't amount to shit. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And 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 that and then it's like that's what I, I was trying to say. I was like, yes, you, you, if you bet half pot on every flop, then you're just you know you're gonna win a lot of pots. But there's a more plus EV play to be made, and and that's you know betting appropriately, appropriate bet sizes on certain board textures. So that was in the muck. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. That was a good one. That was a yeah, good one because it was because it's not just like it's not specifically it's not about the hand. Yeah. It's about How do I play this hand? Very, 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 very common at, at low stakes. Right. Yeah. And a I think very it, big misconception. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And that, that that's kind of what we're trying to get to here. So like I'm glad that we decided to do that one because um it shows the everything else that's going on at the table besides just your two cards in front of you. Yeah, I think I think uh, one specific thing that's worth addressing is I think a lot of people are of the perception that because they're playing against droolers and people who aren't thinking <laughs> theoretically about the game, that theory somehow doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And right. that's oh. just like fundamentally false because no matter how brain dead your opposition is, they still have a range. Even if it's not a theoretical range, even if it's not a well-constructed range, 
they still have a range. They yeah. still have some form of Pe cards. It Pe could be a random range, mm -hmm. and it's still a range. So the more vision that you have over that, the better that you're going to be able to comprehend how the equities favor or disfavor one specific part. And inherently, a lot of people do this, right? Like, they'll be able to see a board texture where they're like, oh, there's a one-liner to the nine, and, and my opponent just doesn't really ever have a nine through this line work. Yeah. And they'll capitalize on that. But those spots are, like, few and far in between for people who aren't well-studied. For people who are well-studied, that's how the game just breaks down in every single situation. You just have, like, pretty clear vision over your opposition's range, and you say, like, oh... He has a high concentration here to the these particular assets, like high cards or um, you know middle pairs or worse, like whatever. Mm -hmm. You just you're able to just see pretty clearly uh, where the delineation is between strength and weakness in their range, right. and then you're able to act appropriately when they're heavily weighted towards stronger hands. You know, we start to play a much more passive defensive strategy. Mm -hmm. When they're heavily weighted towards nothing, you know i.e. king deuce three rainbow we're just going to have a range bet and that's all predicated upon having a reasonable understanding of what your opponent's range looks like and how handcuffed or uh incapable they are of doing anything about it you know um so yeah i, I think that the vast majority of people like it's a cop-out to think that they can just do better by quote unquote reading the environment mm -hmm. than ever getting like sharp on the underlying math of the game. I yeah. mean, if you can do better, you would move up and you would play against better people and still win, but well, you the, don't, so the, you can't. The argument would be that the environment gets tougher. So people stay low stakes because that's where they have good reads on their competition. And there's probably some truth to that. There's some truth, but now you're capped. Yeah, you're- Congrats on your $25 an hour. Okay, uh, well, at most. You know. Some people yeah. want to make 25. Which is fine, Relax, but like... bro. <laughs> Damn. What oh, the fuck's wrong with you? He's mad because I told him he doesn't wow. play enough volume. Oh. <laughs> I'm not mad. It's just like, if that's what you want, okay. But that's your cap. You're yeah. capping yourself on purpose. And if you have talent, you should do more than that. What's your cap if you don't play poker? I play poker. Played uh, yesterday. Oh, sorry. We're going like to dress up Sunday. in old men costumes and go play the fucking Jewel of the South. We're going to be like go. this. Boy. We're, we're going to show up like in the, when, uh, what's his face from Jackass? Like, have <laughs> they dressed old, up, yeah. It's, it's going to be me, me and Landon, like, <laughs> slight, slight hunch in our back. We're going to come down there and be like, uh, what's the minimum buy in? No, no, no. Here? You have to say, what's the card of the, what's the card of the month? Oh, what's the, the hot card? card? What's, the hot, yeah. card? what's <laughs> the hot card down here tonight? <laughs> and then Jack. we're just going to be like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 2x pot. Yeah. 2x pot. Just hitting them Three of them ever to death. Geo sizings and shit. Yeah. I'm all in. Call. I got a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Honestly, that would be really fucking fun. Yeah, sounds like a bit. Maybe See? we'll do it next Halloween. See, Burke? You can, <laughs> have, you can have fun playing small yeah. stakes. He put it, that on, he put it on the back burner for a year. You heard that? Next Halloween. It's going to be really fun. Let's well, save it till next year. I feel like it would be less deceptive if we were uh, dressed as old men on Halloween. Well, we can just get... It feels really scummy to just be like a high-stakes pro who comes down in full fucking makeup. And Wait, just, didn't you know, Phil Locke do that? Yeah, in the yeah, World Series, yeah. man. They made a rule over it. Right. What, they made a rule he can't do that? Yeah. You're not allowed to like... Yeah, he showed up conceal like your, exactly what Berkey was saying. You're not allowed to conceal your identity. Mm -hmm. What if he identified as an old man? Well, <laughs> these were pre-identification days, so yeah, right. maybe, maybe there's a loophole yeah. now. Yeah. If you guys find yourself in the muck, be sure to head over to our Discord channel. You can hit hashtag Discord in the chat to get the link, or you can check us out at onlyfriends underscore pod on Twitter 
it's the pinned tweet. Uh, that link will take you direct to our Discord. We have a forum there called In the Muck Submissions. Would love to hear more from you guys. Uh, currently, that well is dry. I think we've done them all. Um, so yeah, be sure to, to contribute. Would love to hear from you all. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Uh, the thing that I've been wanting to talk about all weekend. Gigi's Game of Gold. Well, I didn't watch till this morning, so uh, okay. I couldn't talk about it this weekend. Oh, well, we just assumed you had the chat muted, but yeah. that makes sense. I, um, before I forget, yeah, you were just talking about um, Nikita and the Ace Queen fold and yep. how there was action in front of her. Yes. When they were in the room, her team literally said, do not get fourth. Yeah, so I get that. And, and there's a little ICM kind of. No, there's not. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're just. And you, she went in with like, okay, I'm not getting fourth, and I'm just gonna try to ladder up. And then there was just ways for her to ladder. No, not in that spot. This episode one you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, okay, like I don't, I don't care that much about the mechanics of the hand. Like I, I'm very interested in talking about the game show strategy as a whole. Yeah. Um, but first, like them telling her not to get fourth is, in my opinion, a strategic oversight. The difference between fourth and third, as far as coins were concerned, were very minuscule especially with the way that they escalate through the the tiers. Right, but but getting getting fourth puts you in a spot to get eliminated before you even can use your coin, so that's the problem. No, that's not necessarily true. Like All right, so let's right? T- whoever gets whoever gets the least amount of coins, that team is eliminated, right? Did I did I misunderstand how that works? Yes, how that collectively throughout all four sit and goes. Right. Whoever wins or gets fourth place in the first sit and go Got is you. almost going to have no impact on that's the final because outcome. The, because the 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 other sit and goes are worth correct. More. Gotcha. Yeah, they're so heavily weighted in two, three, and four that mm-hmm. the first sit and go is relatively insignificant. And the correct thing to say, even to somebody that you might think is one of the weaker players, is win. Outside of winning it, yeah, you should you should be doing whatever you can to win it. Right, but one. like the difference, six to thirteen mm-hmm. coins here is relatively insignificant. Mm-hmm. Right, like it, it's not that significant. Yeah. Now thirty is a lot, though. Right. Now, getting second is obviously worth a fair amount. 30 was first? 30 was first. Right. The first so match. the difference between 6 and 20, if you're able to ladder to second, is a different story. But the point is, is like, when you say don't get fourth at all account, or uh, no matter what you do, what you're basically saying is don't ever gamble. And it's a four-handed sit-and-go that's a turbo-style type mm-hmm. sit-and-go. Yeah. It's the you exact opposite. Gamble. You have to gamble. And the, the notion should be, if you get to being top two in chips, don't get fourth. Yeah. Right, because then you might actually have a situation to ladder. Anyway, the, the if if you want to talk about it from the standpoint of like she was just obeying her team's order, it's like okay, well then either don't three bet or three bet jam. Mm-hmm. Like just take the decision away from yourself. Yeah, yeah okay. Should, you can't on, really hedge. We're the getting strat. a little ahead of ourselves. Should we like break down how this what what this is, how the game works, yep. um, and everything? So I think so. What happens is there's 16 players, I believe. 16 players, four right. teams of four. Right. So you walk in, you pick you pick a random card. They're all aces. Yep. And then whatever suit you get, that's your team. Yep. Um, and then, so they play, so to start, you're going to play four sit and goes where the, you get, everyone gets coins. And the more coins you have, one coin is per big, big blind yep. for the final um, sit and go that you're probably going to play. And um, you start off each playing sit and goes and it just keeps getting, you get more and more coins per sit and go. Is that correct? Yeah. So that's correct. Uh, the other caveat is after this round one, one team who has the fewest coins will be eliminated. Okay. Now yeah. there are a few other like nuances to this. If you use a time bank, that costs you a coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a little bit of EV loss to using time banks in this scenario. Right. 
Um, secondarily, they don't know what the final sit and go in round one is going to be worth. Right? Yeah, it's hidden. And yeah. here's the thing: it could be less. That's the that's the big thing. But they're that, not they don't take that into consideration. Right? No one considered that it could potentially be equal yeah. to or less than right. the third I thought sit of that and immediately. go. I hope it's one fucking coin. It would be hilarious <laughs> because everyone put the best play that what they think is the best player on their team. Sort of. So uh, first of all, I think like there are. <laughs> it's really funny. So. I think that there are some really brilliant poker minds in here, mm -hmm. specifically in like Fedor Kuhn. and Kuhn. Yeah. Uh, and then I think that there are some like really high level game show strategists in like David Williams and Kmart. Um, the irony is the, the best strategy conversations that I've seen thus far have come from the old guard. Josh Aurier. Josh. Mm -hmm. Fucking yep. goat. Josh, knowing that like uh, he's a dog heads up to Charlie yep. in episode two mm -hmm. and just saying like, well, I didn't plan on limp calling off King nine for 15 bigs, but I'm just a big dog here at a three to two or three to one chip deficit so and gamble. you're better than me. Yeah. So call. And he just wins. He limp called King nine heads up. Yeah. 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 Well, King I mean, nine offers 16 is probably it, a little bit listen, loose. Listen, it's, it's not an accident that he has 10 million uh, in earnings and, and 12 million in <laughs> earnings. It's just a decent play anyway. I think yeah. it's just like borderline. Yeah. I mean, I think, right. yeah, I think it's probably pretty close. King yeah. nine is obviously a high five call off. Yeah. Um, but in any event, like, he's in. Yeah, he's in. I think that's super sharp. Very sharp. Because he's already secured second place. He knows he's a dog in a turbo format mm -hmm. where yeah. he probably hasn't studied, you know, heads up big blind anti ranges no. at sub 20 uh just ever yeah it's just like the basically the beauty of this is that i think that there's a wide spectrum of poker talent here and i think that only a few of them are uh well versed in sit and goes specifically turbo sit and goes right so it kind of levels the playing field a lot through the variance uh through the structure and everything else and now the bigger game comes into play why are you cringing you just said it was fine no the jack 10 jam i don't think it's correct Oh, uh, I, mean, just a check. I mean, he said he had a read. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and sure. to be fair, he was right. Aria literally changed his mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, my read was you right. trust the reads, bro. Um, uh, but I want to talk like bigger. Well, before I talk bigger picture strategy, I want to talk about the teams. Um, so it was pulled at random, right? And mm -hmm. like I said, there are a lot of high level players in here. So there's Fedor, there's Kuhn, there's Jungle Man, Charlie Carroll. Daniel, uh, and then you, Daniel. Well, then you start to get into like more of the old guard. Right. So it's like Daniel, David, Maria, uh, Josh Arie. Mm -hmm. And then there's like kind of the younger crowd that is a little lesser known. Robin. Uh, Robin. Kinda. Uh, Kinda. Um, why can't I think of her name? Oh, Olga and Kmart. Right. Uh, as well as, uh, I guess, Charlie. Nikita. No, yeah. Charlie. Charlie's oh. definitely like one of the, oh. the tougher yeah, uh, sure. competitors. And then there's like Yo and Andy who are like, you know, the, the cash TV players, mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. So it's, it's a really wide spectrum of talent that I don't think could have broken down into teams any better with the exception of the Dean Eggs, Kuhn, yeah, that seems that's a Kmart team. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a good that team. I'm tough. rooting so hard for them to get eliminated. <laughs> fucking too. I'm rooting so hard for them to get eliminated because the first round is so high variance. It's just four turbo sit and goes. Mm -hmm. And you don't have that much control. Right. Kmart played his sit and go perfectly and finished fourth. Right? I was so right? happy to see that. <laughs> I'm, I'm like low key too. Uh, I'm friends with Jason. I'm friends with Daniel. I, I I, like I just got to meet Kmart and like he's a good dude. 
I'm rooting so hard for them to get eliminated first because that team is so fucking stacked. Yeah, yeah. they have out. three of the best players in the house, and they have the best reality TV show competitor right, but in the here, house. Here's the, here's the thing: is like someone who loves these kinds of uh, these reality shows, right? The, the, the challenge, Big Brother, Survivor. Um, it, it it's hard. To, like I know you're rooting against them, but like. After this first round, they might disband the team. So that's the they, thing. Right? It's almost certain that they will. Right, right. So that's so. So it's like, oh, I want them to get eliminated because they're too tough. But like, they're probably just going to disband anyways. That's how these these shows work, right? Well, you you start one team. I don't want them to get disbanded because I think the team is going to just. You roll. just want them out because yeah, they're too they're good. All just good. Get out. They're all good. They're, they're all, all good. I just want to see chaos. Yeah, like, get that's them all true. out. That's like, true. You know, I don't want right. to see the weakest team get eliminated. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's going to be funny to see how this whole thing plays out because, like, what do they have in store right now? Is just very poker heavy right where i would like to see more of the the challenge the big brother strategy come in where, where you're voting for like maybe you had like like it's a poker show man yeah i know it's a poker show oh, but, I get it. Yeah, but, but no but, but you, can, you have other too. elements right that's what you don't want it to just all be poker right so like say you had um maybe they do like all these sitting goes instead of like the four people getting eliminated who, who come in the bottom you could had just like who whatever like whatever team won had the most coins at the end now the other four teams are at Three risk teams. and then the, the the team that won is like say they're they have immunity and then the other teams um vote one person on their team into elimination and then have a three-handed sit-and-go. And I, I, I don't want it to always come down to a sit-and-go. I think a lot of it is because it's poker after dark. It's too and much, it's, though. Right. It's too much. So, like, the right. first two episodes, they reach 50 minutes long. The first mm -hmm. episode was a perfect balance. Right. It was a perfect balance of reality TV and poker. Right. And that's what the that, second episode was was not. That, But that's what I'm saying. That's why I want the strategy of voting someone off your team and, and you know, making a line for alliances. adding more sit-and-goes. Well, no, I'm saying... <laughs> That could be, we just could, can't show this much poker. Okay, I'm just saying. So it doesn't have to be that. So then you could just vote somebody off. Yeah, but and that then, would probably have that. That would probably be one of the next phases. Okay, I, that's what I'm saying. I hope. I hope there's more of that element to it. What I'm I'm not advocating for more poker. I'm advocating for more of the, uh, you know, the survivor style strategy. That that will happen. The, yeah. the the thing is, is that the poker will always just be what it is. We don't even it's, know what it's going to be like. You know, this is only level like step one. Right, but like the poker mm -hmm. will always like whatever poker gets uh, utilized as as the the vehicle to drive the game show will always mm -hmm. be what it is. It's either going to be a four handed sit and go, a three handed sit and go, or a heads up yeah. sit and the go. There's, the there's nothing be, else. The, po the poker's going to be the challenges. They're going to poker's going right, to be the but challenges. The challenges are going to be unique. Else. Is my point. It's not like when you're on Survivor and then you do a puzzle right. game it's and then you like, do a physical game. I know. And then you well, well, there's well, only so much you can do with poker. That's my point. So you have to minimize the poker. Okay. You you can't. You can't overemphasize the poker because when we had a show, episode one, that was 25 minutes of learning the characters, learning the teams, hearing the strategies, going into it, and then a dozen hands, that yeah. was a perfect balance. I agree. I agree with you because the Mark second, the like second the episode, episode, the second, see, it's funny because Conrad said you liked the second episode better and it was all poker. It was way and too it was much like, poker. And I agree. That's, that's why I want it to be a, a little bit more... Um, like, like you said, I can't, I can't watch poker. 52 minutes of yo going, if he shoves here, I quit the game. I quit the game. No, I Shally, never want to hear yo. Shally, Come on. That was great. No, it's great. So but you can, you can you, look. All right. So say yo has 10 sound bites all season long. Yeah. If you pull four of them from the second episode, like yeah. it's going to get repetitive. Right. And, and I, I, so, I mean, you know, let's see, there's another episode out today, I believe. And then oh, um, that's the one we just watched. Oh, the second one was Monday, there. Wednesday, Friday. Okay, so then Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they come out. Um, yeah, I hope you're right. I hope I hope we do get to see a lot more behind the scenes 
and strategy and you know making alliances this and that instead of not just all poker so with regard to this this is the way that i think that the structure is going to break down if i have to anticipate stuff is that they start round one with inherent strat or sorry inherent alliances and that's why they get broken down into teams mm -hmm. i assume round two so it's four rounds total uh, three of the three of the teams will carry on into round two, so that means twelve people will continue. Right. I I personally hope that they do something where only three of the four people of the losing team get eliminated. Yeah. So I hope that there's something that allows bring somebody back. Yeah. You or always a battle want, back. You always want to see. You always want to see the element of like it's so anticlimactic. It's going to be a heads up set. Of course. You know? well, maybe, <laughs> fine. I don't care. But that's like, that's why I wanted. That's why I advocated for like you know the the top king team gets immunity and then all the other four teams are at risk and then they vote yeah but that's too right? much because now you have a full mm -hmm. elimination episode surrounded around uh surrounded around 12 people i don't care about that that's too much noise i, I want to see two people battle it out yeah i or don't know four I, people. I like i like i don't know i disagree but okay i mean fine but yeah. uh it's I just preference of it's also it's also better because the way they have it set up now that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. But now there could be a twist, episode three or episode four, where they're like, okay, we're sorry, uh, team clubs, you've been eliminated. However, there's an immunity challenge. Now you don't play a sit and go, and the one of you that wins yes. gets to stay. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or they, yeah. Just say, or they just say something like, uh, however, you know, so-and-so has the most coins of the four of you, which allows them to be immune. Right. And now that speaks back to the uh, initial thing that david was talking about which is crazy that nobody else picked up on this i'm not giving any information out for free well no <laughs> no no not, not that. that but not that no he's just fucking with you man he you said have to want to play the fourth match yeah. you have to the whole point of this game is to accumulate coins right so you want to play the highest stakes match at all times right everybody was like opting out of the fourth match they want to team down yeah that's so insane. That's mm -hmm. the whole point. This isn't a team competition. Right. It's an individual right. competition. Yeah, we, we, they yeah, lost we, sight of the ball. We did forget to mention that uh, at the end of this, uh, only there's only be one winner, and they get four hundred fifty-six thousand, which is a really random number. Really random. I thought number. that too. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. I, Maybe there might be something to it towards the end, but yeah, the winner is going to get four hundred fifty-six thousand. I know why. Okay. The producer of the show played a lot of CeeLo growing up. Four, five, six is a head crack, mm, There baby. we go, yeah. No one knows what CeeLo is, man. No, Come on, stop your pretend. shit, man. <laughs> CeeLo Green. Is a head crack, Park. baby. CeeLo yeah. Green? You ain't yes never... And. Hold on, time out. You yes never rolled dice on the, um, no. the lunchroom table? No. Oh, my God. That's all we did. We didn't even go to class. Uh, for the see year... you driving around town <laughs> with for the year I was in <laughs> For the year I was in high school, we rolled dice in the corner, basically, the whole time and played CeeLo. <laughs> Yeah, I'm shocked that you didn't make it out. <laughs> Color me surprised. What do you mean you made it here? Uh, but yeah, so like, if it's weird to me that there's no future anticipation out of these guys. Like, uh, and and you know maybe some of them are just playing it cool. Like Fedor knew he was going to get to be the anchor, mm -hmm. so there's no reason for him to speak up. Yeah, David kind of took control of his team, and he mm -hmm. was sharp and knew he wanted to be the anchor. Yeah, and then so he had, just took charge. Then you had Daniel and Jason, and they were like. Well, they they what they do they did a they um, flip for they it, but I for it, I feel yeah. like I feel like they weren't thinking big picture about the game either. Well, I no. think maybe not big picture, but at the same time, you flip and you know that the third game is still going to get you a lot of coins for winning. And if first, you're Jason, you want fourth, that fourth game. I think mm -hmm. he wants fourth too, but he also didn't want to come off too strong as like exactly. the, I'm going to play fourth because well, Daniel. I know. The no. team the team's going to almost certainly disband once you know one of the teams gets eliminated. Right. You're very confident that the teams are going to disband. Yeah, but like in these in these these games like this, you 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 definitely want, don't want to become too hot too quick because then you become a target. You don't know the strat like the you don't know the format later on, and, and if you're like 
coming in too hot and too when you're the best uh, when, i'm, I'm sure like, jason's okay with his poker skills man yeah like when you're one of the best poker players <laughs> there i just it's, don't think that you can like they're right? not gonna vote him out from a not poker thing you, we don't you don't know you don't know how this how the game's gonna my point uh, is is that you're gonna gravitate to an extreme right if you're one of the best players in the house you're almost always going to be a threat to get f cast out anyway yeah. or you're gonna be a major asset in which case you're gonna be immune the whole time yeah so guys like fedor uh jason charlie they're they're always going to be in that upper tier where they're either always getting cast aside quickly because they're too big of a threat to everybody else and they want to band against them or they're just the strongest players in the house and everybody wants to try to align with them yeah at the very yeah. least i would assume you know you never really know with the structure no one knows how the game works anyways we're two episodes in for who knows how many episodes mm -hmm. it's going to be yeah uh for step one of like a team game where you want to survive i call it survive in advance you're not going to have your best player go first no no right? no, no for so sure. by default kuhn is going to go at least third or fourth yeah mm -hmm. agreed with same that. thing with fedor I was shocked to see Soiza go first, and uh, I think he just wanted to win. Like, he just wanted to win on the board, kind of thing. He didn't play like it. He did not play like it in <laughs> yeah. some spots. That's not really no. a slight against uh, his ability. I know he's a he's Great an excellent poker, poker player. Poker. But there was a like there was a spot uh, three handed where Olga had over half the chips to play. I think she had like five of uh, eight million, mm -hmm. and he had like one point two, and Nikita had like a million. So he had, slight, he had like one or two more big blinds than her. Olga's just open jamming. And he like folded ace eight off. But Nikita left to act. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. There's a little bit of ICM here between second and third. And you're pretty probable to finish second or third. But if you call in double, it's only a three to two chip disparity now between you and, and Olga who's jamming any two. And you almost certainly secure second place. Right, as opposed to just passing on the spot, eventually jamming blind versus blind, losing to Nikita, and then just being out the next hand. To be fair, we did that was the the first one that we saw, I believe. Well, yeah, we have no idea what what got cut. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. The first that's one that we, worse, though. that we saw. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's even worse. Like he might have passed on other spots. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, don't, he, don't be wrong, but like at the same time, it's also like if that if that was the first one, it's like uh, maybe. Oh, I don't think it matters. It was like for eight blinds. Yeah. You know, it's it's just like at some point. I mean, yeah, we're not sure like ICM gold coin value yet. <laughs> right. Well, I, I mean, think you they, I think they mentioned something in the beginning, isn't it? Something like 220 coins or something like that. Yeah. Or, the, or the did they just use that as an example? I don't think they used an example if it was... Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure, but it looked like the top coinage was like 225 or something big. Blind, yeah, which would be yeah, 25 yeah. big blinds. Right, which means that it's probably likely to be around 50 big blinds per uh, challenge that you mm -hmm. can max out on, which gives you a pretty decent estimate of what the the hidden the, the hidden match will be mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, a lot of stuff here. It looks fun though. It looks so much fun, man. The the, the strategies in the strategy, like there's a little bit of uh, it's it's kind of like you almost kind of want to take a similar strategy as you would with werewolf in spite of the fact that there's no hidden information on what the individuals are. Mm -hmm. Right. But like you want to be able to uh, have that like end game strat in play without the full information of what the game necessarily is. So like, I think David looking ahead and recognizing that, you know, round one playing match four is a massive spot to accumulate. Like, okay, whatever you get fourth place in round four, you might get 25 coins for that. Yeah. That's equivalent to like, first place in round one right or it's pretty close you know what i mean so um 
especially in like Turbo Sitting goes, I don't think anybody could even if you put Jason in round one, it's not like he's such an overwhelming favorite is to it? win it. Oh, oh, are we are we sure they don't split the coins up at the end or no? They they get to keep their coins because like when they showed like after the sit and go ended each one they showed like um, the total coins for the team and they didn't show individual coins so I'm not sure that you get to keep the exact coins of the sit and go that you played in I, I I'm not sure I I'm just asking I'm not mm. sure either yeah. interesting I I as in like if you win it yourself you get to keep the coins versus right, the team's just coin to the, and just, then you just chop go it. to the team yeah I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I was of the impression you got to keep it. Because if, if you didn't, then the strategy maybe yeah. is... Different. I would assume... Well, the strategy well, is massively right? different if the team is accumulating coins. Right, right. I would assume that... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter what I assume. I have no idea. <laughs> um, But like, I would... If you win the coins, you probably get to keep them. That that was that makes the most logical sense. It's a gambling seemed, game, right? You win that sixteen to coins. Be the way you was, get sixteen was, coins, uh, and your team has sixteen. But okay, say sixteen again. Sixteen. <laughs> that seems to be the way that it was advertised. But again, I might just be reading too much into what David was saying with uh, projecting how it was going to ultimately pan out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like you're right. The, I, I assume some of this is like kind of left to your own imagination on purpose. Expect the unexpected. Uh, to, to you know, keep people kind of guessing on what proper strat is and stuff like that. But uh, I find it fascinating how like animated Yo Viral is <laughs> and how little Fedor cares. <laughs> yeah, he just like doesn't nah, he, give a shit. He he got a little animated. He got a little hyped up for some of the some only of the... only when Charlie drilled the ace. Yeah, yeah, he Charlie. did. He jumped up when Charlie, <laughs> Charlie drilled the ace. Charlie, with the French <laughs> accent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that it's it's so strange. My rooting interest changed so much from episode one to ep two. Like ep one, I was like, man, I just want to see Jason and Daniel's team dominate. Like this is such a packed team. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Soy's a jam turned with aces and the ace of spades. And I was like, fuck these guys. I want them to get crushed. <laughs> get them out. I'm just like, if, if you're not going to play perfectly, then I certainly don't want you to win any longer. <laughs> and then like, I, I kind of fell in love with Josh's team. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, kind of obviously like was very nervous going into the first match. She was screaming for wine. Yeah. And then Josh just comes out and he's like, I'm going to play the best poker of my life, which is like obviously funny because it's like, well, you're playing a turbo sit and go. And, right. But he's like such an OG gambler, and then he just mm-hmm. comes out and he wins. So it's like okay, like I can I can kind of get behind them. Yeah, I am so rooting for Joss. Yeah, like he's, he's absolutely he's, he's my number one on the list. He's it's, so easy to root for. It's yeah. funny because like if you yeah. ask me to like pick three people that uh, I would say are going to win this thing before it started, I would have said Kuhn, Negrano, and uh, somebody else. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that's the reason why I want this team out. Yeah, because like, yeah. like there's just too many. It's funny. I would have went the other way. I would I would pick people that I think are like really skillful at uh, the game show aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So I I would thought Kmart would be a huge favorite. I mean, these are also David Williams, but they're still thinking people. Right, honor. right. Like, we play poker. They I understand. They understand how to to come up with they're gonna a good up strategy with on the, on the fly. Yeah, games. but like you know, you're you're against other poker players, and yeah. you're a bigger threat. Like mm-hmm. to the to the aggregate, Jason Kuhn's a bigger threat at poker than Kmart. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, Kmart playing Big Brother three times has to have some sort of advantage in in his favor, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, well, I think David with just the being on Master alone. Chef yeah. is like so Same. low key, right? Because like sure. it's known that Kmart is mm-hmm. the game show guy, right? Yeah. People forget that like David got down to the finals in yeah. Master Chef, right? Yeah. Exactly. And you know, he clearly. He, bro, he bro has cooks. some experience, and people mm-hmm. forget Maria was on uh, Amazing Race. Amazing Race, right? Yep. You know, like mm-hmm. she's uh, been on a couple different. They're not on the same team, right? right? She's on uh, Maria's on Josh's team, and Correct. David's on yeah. 
Robin and who else is on that team? Is Olga on that team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin, Olga, David, and uh, who's the fourth? Jesus. Who's the fourth? All Ka of us? Is it Kaina? No. 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 Kaina's Kaina on the team, Uber. right? Yeah. Uh, get the graphic. Get the graphic. Yeah, get the graphic. Help us. Sorry, I was looking for Who's the ace of spade? <laughs> oh. <laughs> jungle man jungle man oh i mean obviously totally it, he's totally easy to forget, totally forget. Yeah, yeah. it's very easy to forget um oh. he's literally sitting there zoned out like <laughs> wait, wait how many people was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. the other thing that i think comparatively speaking. is easy to forget is that this is an individual game at the end of the day right we're talking teams exactly right right? we're picking our teams like who we want to root for that's what i'm that. saying it the, yeah, well, Conrad's right. Like you pick a person, mm -hmm. like you you anchor yourself to Josh. You yeah. anchor yourself. Like it, camps are gonna form mm -hmm. early for the team aspect of it, but like once we're five or six episodes in, the field the probably could gonna, be gone. Yeah. It's very likely we're down to eight people. Mm -hmm. Man, how right? many episodes do you think there are? I mean, the thing is, if they do a full poker episode in between uh, strategy episodes like that, it's gonna be a lot. If it's yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I mean, right. So we're looking like, at like 15, 20 episodes, maybe. maybe yeah. May, well, yeah. You think it's going to... Probably like, four episodes per round, which yeah. would be 16 episodes. Yeah. And then maybe a conclusion. Mm -hmm. 16 to 18 episodes, probably. Yeah, like a four-week show. Yeah. Four, four five-week show, maybe. Per round, but there's... Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe this runs until... You think there's three rounds? Runs there's through Christmas rounds. or something like that? We know there's four rounds. Yeah. Like there's, they announced is, that there's four rounds. Okay, got it. That, that was like... Uh, I think maybe people didn't necessarily understand that. Like I was talking to Melissa about this and she thought the game ended after these four sit and goes. I was like, no, 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 no. This yeah. is just around one. I, I, I want to go back and rewatch the first episode, at least the first like 10, 15 minutes of it, just so I can like conceptualize. <laughs> can conceptualize. The uh, yeah. No, the, like the, you know, the outline of the game itself. Yeah. I'm excited to see more. I was There we go. Let's go, Conrad. No, 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 no. I'm going to shit on it right now. <laughs> I was not happy at the first episode. I thought it was whatever. The second one, I did like more gameplay, more strat talk. Um, I don't care for Yo Viral yelling Charlie Carroll. Oh, uh, Charlie! <laughs> but um, I think um, I think it has potential, and I, I want to see what happens. Who yeah. do you think the favorite is to win the show? Yeah, Josh. Interesting. Mm, I would go with Williams. Okay. I would go Kuhn. <laughs> oh man. It has to be someone who, yeah, Kuhn, I mean, I mean, also, I, Negranu, I, maybe, Negranu, maybe. I am saying this with knowing that um, that team is mm -hmm. lost two, two matches already, or got third and fourth in two matches. Yeah, but they still have Daniel and Jason left to play. I understand, but like, if they, I don't think Daniel's team will be eliminated. Four people get eliminated if the whole team gets eliminated, Correct. right? Yeah. So well, we assume. We don't know for yeah, sure. Yeah. But I, my point is, I think with Daniel and Jason to anchor, that I don't believe they're going to get eliminated. I mean, we'll see. Um, I, I still think uh, Maria and Kaina's team is in hot water. Mm -hmm. They got fourth and fourth and third? Fourth and third. Fourth and third, I think. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think they both got fourth and third. Yeah. Um, between Kuhn and Fedor, probably. I think you have to think about gamesmanship as well. It's like it's it's one thing to be a good poker player, but people who know how to game the system, 
are probably going to have. I agree with Guapo yeah. completely. Yeah, me too. I don't think a big enough edge can be garnered in heads up, sit and goes where like being as elite as Kuhn Land, and Fedor Landon matters. Was, Landon's like, no, it's just about the poker. It, it's only about the poker. It, it's poker about the ace five. They're just they're just smart people that know how games work too. Right, but I mean, but they can just be eliminated through variance. Listen, Josh is a goddamn life gambler. Yeah, that man is a gangster. I do like Josh. Uh, he also won his. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, but he, he only might, won the second round. Like that's not that many coins. Yeah, um, he's just a gangster. Like, I, I do like oh. I like Josh. I li I like Robin as a dark horse. Who? <laughs> Robin. <laughs> <The Brit. laughs> I think Lucas. he's really sharp. He he plays he online sharp. sit and goes. He's a streamer. Uh, he's very personable. Seems like he mm -hmm. gets along with a lot of people. These are all skills and attributes that I think are like pretty favorable. Um, I don't necessarily think he's. Oh my God! Very probable to win. Hold on, Josh is with Maria and Kaina. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that. Okay, Who's, who said otherwise? Well, you said they're they oh, no, all no, like, no, right, no. Right, right, right. They got so they got first and fourth. Okay, yes, yeah, first yeah. And sorry, fourth. I take that back. Then they're right. not they're not in that much danger. Yeah. Um. Although maybe if they go four fourth, it might not be good enough. Yeah, it might right. be in trouble. Um. We'll see. But yeah. Anyway, um, I think my pick to win. Uh, I hate to say it. Because yo viral, no, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I don't think yo's a big favorite to win. Um, I would actually um, break my television if yo wins. Jeez, <laughs> I guess he does care. I, no, I, I don't. the reason I hate to say it is because I hate to uh, I hate to give so much, uh, put so much weight on the the people reading aspect of it. But I do think this stuff comes into play in these game shows. And I think Charlie's like Charlie. a big favorite. Charlie! I, I, think, I think Charlie, like, he's very good at poker. He's mm -hmm. very good at the psychology. He might just be a sociopath. Those things are really, really powerful. You're right. It's like a shirt. I love the shirt. The undershirt. What shirt? What shirt? <laughs> Couldn't put together a better outfit for uh, your national TV debut. Mm -hmm. Hey. Uh, this might be on CBS someday, Charlie. Yeah. You know, and you're just going to be that free-flowing hippie with your nipples hanging out. Look good. Rep the you brand. You look good, cuz. You rep the brand. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how it works. The thing is, is that it's tough to pick a favorite early, too, because the format is so fast. Yeah. That literally anybody could be eliminated at any time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of... It's pretty deep to start. You start with 100 bigs, 30-minute levels. I don't think they're 30. Are they? Really? I think they are. They just mm -hmm. edited it down a lot. I mean... They must just like, yeah, maybe. Maybe they're just like not getting very many hands per level. Or they're just taking away the C-Bet folds, taking away the... Oh, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. They have to do that. You, you're only pulling the, the... The most interesting hands. The most interesting hands, right. yeah. What do you guys think about this from a viewer's perspective? This if outfit? You, no. <laughs> if you're just like not that into poker. Like, how do you think the layperson uh, sees something like this? It's funny because I was thinking, I'm like, as I was watching it this morning, I'm like... Would Michelle like this? Would she like this? And then the second episode happened, and I was like, no, nah, it's too much poker. Yeah. It's, too, it's much too much poker. Like, yeah. I, I thought, like, you know, I was like, the first part of the first episode, I'm like, oh, I was like, she could get into this. And then watching the second, I'm like, she'd just get bored because she doesn't, like, she's not into poker that the way. Worst part about it, so. The worst part about it being too much poker also mm -hmm. is that there isn't a lot of context. So we as, uh, you know, insiders in the industry can watch episode two and see you know 15 hands play out mm -hmm. and we can give our commentary and our breakdown of spots and say like oh i don't like that or right. i do like that and but the thing is is like the teams are already doing that 
mm-hmm. and for the layperson, hearing the teams break it down, hearing Daniel and Jason argue over whether or not Queen Ten is a jam or a raise fold because everyone's playing too tight for ICM, yeah. is not good TV. Yeah, that is at all. Care, right? It's great for insiders. Yeah, and that having little snippets of that is nice. Mm-hmm. But um, that's why, like you know. It'd be interesting to see, and maybe they will down the line, find extra twists to the game yeah. where it's not true poker anymore. Right. Right. Um, where it's just kind of a gambling game. Yeah. Or a strategic game with inherent gamble added to it that isn't so uh, inside baseball, I guess. Because that's the big draw of like Survivor, uh, Rural Rules, Rural Challenge. Like you can see without, without saying. But there are those games that the games are basically. Through athleticism or mental mental. That's what theory. I mean. You just get to see instead of uh, having it explained to you. Like With you poker, see, you don't yeah. really see that much. Well, you can only see based off what you think you know. Like if you think somebody's doing something really bad, you're gonna think it's. Well, really I'm bad. just saying if you start with the assumption that no one knows anything, all you're seeing are Cards. hands go to showdown. Yeah, and that's just not really that meaningful. No. Um. So yeah, I, I mean, I think that it's really important that the challenge becomes like, you know. 25% of the show yeah. instead of 75% it, of the it show. It is great, though, that, that they, they are taking the most interesting hands, like editing it down no, to like course. the most interesting hands because that's... It would be impossible know, to do it otherwise. Right, right, exactly. I mean, you, you, you want, like, for people that aren't, don't know a lot about poker, don't watch a lot of poker, you know, just seeing a, a hand go, you know, all in, all in, and the, the board run out, that's, that's at least entertaining for them. There's definitely yeah. a difference between appealing to people that are in the poker industry versus mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mainstream audience needs less poker. I do yeah. think that they do a good job with like music and All slow-mo music and stuff great. like that to make very anticlimactic <laughs> things for the poker player yeah. become climatic mm-hmm. uh, or dramatic, I mm-hmm. guess, for the lay person. Yeah. Like kind of Ace-8 shove getting called by Ace-King. The music changes, you know something happened. And they slow-moed yeah. it and they did a good job mm-hmm. of making a cliffhanger. It became a dramatic moment for the lay Right. person where for insiders we're just like okay she's out like, yeah. and if she's not she's you know going to be average stack after hitting a three outer or something mm-hmm. you know it would have been very unfortunate if that hand would have happened uh ended in a chop yeah because it would have just been like the least uh dramatic thing well then they wouldn't possibly. have made it a, that's true wouldn't probably wouldn't have been yeah, a cliffhanger um yeah interesting to me uh, i love the idea i guess we're going to be talking about this maybe twice a week so it's every monday wednesday friday mm-hmm Maybe we, we talk about it. We could talk about it on Mondays. Yeah, on we the, should find one day a week to talk about it. Yeah. Kind of recap. See what the audience wants. You guys want us to talk about well, it every we could day? Do Monday, we could do Monday and Friday. Mm-hmm. No, we can't do that. We got our weekend warriors. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we have weekend warriors every Monday and Friday. I'm just saying. That's what you're saying. But yeah, I, I think like, um, you know, come in Monday, watch the full week and then, uh, yeah. and then talk about it. Yeah, maybe that'll work. Maybe that'll do. All right, let us know in the chat. What you? What are you doing, man? <laughs> He's excited. What are you fucking doing? Landon's eating nuts in the goddamn microphone. You're just pounding the fucking desk. It's Can Monday. we rein it in? It's Monday, man. You know? Can we rein? Why? Just what? What would make you think you can't wait another six minutes to eat your fucking mints? <laughs> you know, we're trying to run a show here. We have the biggest audience we've had in weeks. Mm-hmm. And you're over there chewing gravel. <laughs> Mint's so good. If you guys would like to see Landon chew more gravel. What kind of fucking animal are you, man? Get it together. Conrad, it's time. It's time! Time, 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 time. time.
I'm back to my fucking losing ways. I mm-hmm. cannot believe this shit. They Nazi just gets the ball. He runs for 24 yards at the third end of the third Paul's quarter. I right can't breathe. This shit is end the, of the worst. Third qu- Bro, he ran for 103 yards. Jalen Warren, 110. My Steelers God. were he, steamrolling. He had sub 40 yards going into the second half. I don't think I'm that's pretty true. Sure. I'm pretty sure. Doesn't I looked matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it matters doesn't, how it ended. Doesn't matter. Steelers suck. I took another L. What are we going to do? We're going to have to move onwards and upwards. When are you going to learn? Berkey, when what did you, you do this learn? weekend? Uh, first, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Underdog. Thank you so much for uh, you know being a part of this. We appreciate you as always. If you guys are looking to uh, maybe get a part of these hires and lowers that we're, uh, we're firing on, feel free to head to underdog.com or maybe it's underdogsports.underdogfantasy. Whatever. Hit hashtag underdog in the chat. It'll give you the link. Sign up bonus up to $500. Make sure you use the S4Y code. I got very greedy. You My did. friend, I got so greedy. Got spicy, if you will. Very caliente. Um, it was so dumb. It was so dumb because I knew that Najee scoring was for sure a lock, and I could have taken the 1.25x on that. Mm-hmm. That was going to happen. Yeah. Or I could have gotten real spicy with the Jalen Warren touchdown at 1.75x mm. because that's obviously going to No, no. I wanted, you know what? I wanted this to happen, is what it is. I wanted George Pickens to get in the end zone. I wanted my guy to be happy yeah. and to be a part of this offense. Mm-hmm. I wanted Kenny to throw for 340 this week because mm-hmm. I thought we were going to light him up. And we did. We did. But it was on the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my boy George Pickens took an L. He, he was did. not even targeted in the, the end zone. The Steelers came in, Burke. They came in with a strategy. Mm-hmm. And the strategy was do not throw the ball to Deontay or George. Yeah. <laughs> That was true. Fortunate for me. Wow, you beat it. All I, oh, my man George, all he needed was three catches, and we hit the higher. He had 45, 45 points or 45 yards, and we only need 43. Wow. So you know what we I'm, are a winner. You know the what? Steelers I'm ready to bet a, a Steelers fucking person for a higher. It's happening. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. It you was, did. It was fucking I was, gold. I was nervous. Once Conrad said this What's is the lock gold, of the century. He beat century by two and a half yards. Yeah. It was gold. Once he said it's the lock of the century of the week. I was just I like, that. well, I'm done. That. I'm done. Yeah. But you know what? I should have moved right off my pick at that Made exact it by the skin moment. of my teeth. By the way, Nazar had fucking 82 yards. Beat it. That's enough. That's more than enough. You said mm-hmm. like 110 or something. He did. He had over 100 yards. Rushing and rec- rec- recreationally? Oh, recreationally, maybe. He had, he had, 80, he had 82 <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. professionally. Lando? How'd you do? <laughs> Took an L. Trevor Took Lawrence? Didn't perform against the 49ers. Uh, yeah. Unlucky. Poor Landon. He Jags can't have the Dolphins be on a bye week. I couldn't have the Dolphins on a bye week, so I took I can't believe you took Trevor Lawrence versus the Niners. Yeah. You just bought into that FUD, huh? Mm-hmm. Nah, bro. He Niners was cooking. He bad. had like 140 in the first half, and then just like bad football. Bad football. Bad football. 49ers are on a three-game losing streak. God, you don't know how funny bad football is to me. Basically, So we were at the Michigan game, and it was me and Corey. And they were like losing maybe halftime or something like that. And Corey just starts yelling, Bad football! Bad football players. Bad, bad football. Speaking of bad football, how about those Jets? Holy shit. 
They are a D-League team, man. My God, the Raiders are brutal to watch. Actually, to be honest with you, since the Raiders have fired their coach, they played two New York teams and absolutely washed them. That that is true. Um, But to be honest... I wonder if they fired him right before the two New York weeks uh, on purpose. Like, you know what? We're going to get this guy out of here and then get, like, two nice, gentle wins. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I honestly... Ravens don't have a bad team. I mean, the, the Ra- Raiders are uh, terrible, bro. Just because they've lost some games in the beginning, like Josh McDaniels sucked. Okay, so did the Raiders. Yeah, they're but they're bad. They man. have all right. What's their quarterback's name? Aiden, Aiden O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah, how good is he? I can't I mean, believe they, they had Jimmy G before that. <laughs> you know, I, they still have Jimmy G. He's not playing for a reason. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Do you know the Aiden O'Connell story? He was no. like he got like no offers out of college and like wasn't supposed to play. He was like a six stringer in college. Then people got hurt and then he kind of cooked and then got drafted. Wow! Like the the fact that he actually made it to the league is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it is. Not as ridiculous as my man Purdy. He got like one offer to go like walk on at Purdue. It was like the six string six string quarterback at Purdue. Then people got hurt, and then he played for them and did well, and then got drafted. Wonder if it'd do well on the Jets. I wonder. Who knows? Moving yeah. off of Zach football, Wilson, back I thought the game was going to end nine nine. how did you do, boys? I am officially three for three. Oh, he's just in my UFC picks. Yep, you should always go UFC. Yeah. Um, had I known from the jump that I could pick UFC, I think I'd be doing a little bit better right yeah. now. But yeah. Alex Pajeda. Uh, moved up to light heavyweight. I thought this was a very good move. He's been struggling to make uh, 185. His last fight against Izzy, he weighed 223 pounds. So imagine that. He's putting on like 40 pounds within like 36 hours in just water weight. So yeah, he came in. He cleaned up. Um, he gave me gas money for the month. I made a nice little wager on him. Let's go. Things are good. What was the good. sharpest when it comes to these UFC fights? I gotta tell you. Gotta you gotta give it to bro. We gotta start trailing, yeah, bro. He's cooking. It's, it's not Henry kill the game Bane. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Oh, uh, wait, we had Matt Hunt, too. Matt, Matt Hunt did not win Hunt his. lost. Mm. Melissa, however, did win Melissa hers. Melissa won. So they are getting closer and closer to being on the leaderboard. I'm still atop. Very disappointed are those in myself. Update, those aren't updated, are they? Uh, yeah, those are the updated scores. I thought so it was 5-3-1 and three and one last there week. There should be 10 picks up there. I may have messed something up. No, we there. have 9 because I have yeah, 3 nine. losses. I only had 2 on the board. Been on a downswing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I should have. 3 straight losses. Though. Yeah, it should be 6-3-1. and one. Yeah, it should yeah. be 7-3. and three. Okay, yeah, so I forgot you were sorry. Yeah. Man, gotta have to get on Guapo. Make I'm sure so, I get credit for my pick. I'm so mad at myself. Why is that? Feels I, bad. I, I it feels so bad losing for the people, man. Uh, yeah, I got greedy too. It's like I knew I was being greedy. You know what they yeah. say? Greed is a sin. Greed is a sin. Gordon Gecko said dead, greed is good. The seven deadly sins, young man. Or maybe it's this one. Let me see. Hold on. Sorry, ah. oh, no, nope, that's not it. Well, that one's way old. Take that one. Okay. I'll take. I only have two losses in that one. Landon misses that one. Yeah, that was back when I was uh, dolphin sharp. All right. Taking some time off. Well, <laughs> today was wonderful. I enjoyed the strat chat. I enjoyed the in the muck. I enjoyed the mints. I enjoyed. <laughs> Good one, Landon. I'm taking, I'm taking uh, admissions right now or, or applications for new friends. New friends? We're going to start the new friends podcast. <laughs> Don't worry, bud. There won't be too many of those yeah. applications flowing yeah, in. Good fucking luck, buddy. That's You're on you your own there. Guess what, Landon? What? Tomorrow's our 400th show. Holy shit. Oh, Let's baby. Go. Holy shit. 400 shows. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Tomorrow we have a very special episode. It's our 400th anniversary episode. Uh, Melissa's going to be here. We got a little something planned for you guys. In the meantime, be sure to head over to our Twitter at OnlyFriends underscore pod. Uh, we have a new Twitter Tuesday prompt up for you guys. It is You are granted the power to ban one thing in the casino forever. What is it? Button straddles. 
Wow. Well, I would have went, went with Conrad, personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, good. before we get out of here, I got to say something. Come on, man. Like... Jesus. Oh, Don't forget, guys, we are running a pre-Black Friday sale. Uh, this is good until November 19th. Offer expires then. Use code ONLYFRIENDS at sign up. $19.99 for your first two months. Go ahead and take advantage of that at sulfurwide.io. Go ahead, Conrad. <laughs> Apparently. Somebody walked up to me the other day, and they said, Hey, Conrad, I really love the show. I watch it every day. But you banned me from <laughs> What? Apparently, I banned this guy that watches our show every day and from absolutely loves it from the chat, and he's not happy You're about it. You're an asshole. Well, you know, he was. I asked him. I was like, "Were you being an asshole?" He said, "Well, yeah, it was the other guy, but yeah." <laughs> You're a bad guy. I am. See you later, Conrad's a bad guy. You got right, one guys. more week on timeout, and that's gonna do it for us today. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. for a special After Dark 400th episode. Galavand uh, of Wordum. Extravaganza. Extravagan I went with extravaganza. Extravaganza. And, and uh, Galavant. Galavant. Somebody call Andy. And I put them together. <laughs> extravagalavanza. I put them together. I think that's. I think they speak that way uh, somewhere in the Midwest. Western area of the country. The Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh. Thank you. Thank you. You're finally catching on, Landy. Hey. Jesus. I'll end you. <laughs> Just like I'll end this show. See you guys tomorrow evening, 6 p.m. Later, squad. Peace. Peace.